From the I-5 freeway in Southern California, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable discussion for, well, I can't call it a roundtable, can I? Um, for the week of April 20th, 2011, I'm your host, Pete Werner, again on a bus from on I-5 heading toward Disneyland in Southern California. We are on our Adventures by Disney Backstage Magic Tour. And uh, for those of you who are not aware, we, this is obviously was not planned. This is not what we thought we were going to be doing in the way of a show this week. But uh, uh, some of you may be aware that Kevin's mom has been having some health issues. And as a result, uh, there was a, we, the, the team back in Orlando was not going to be able to record a show. And so we've, we've been improvising out here since I've got... Uh, some members of the team here with me, and uh, some real big fans uh, who have been having a great, great time, I think, on our tour. And I thought, you know, we, we have this, this hour-plus drive to Disneyland, and I thought, what a great way to do an email show. So what we're going to do is we're going to take some of the emails that we have, and we're going to ask some of these fine folks to come on up and answer them for you. So you always get to hear from us, so now why don't we hear from some of you? And uh, the first email we're going to start off with comes from our good friend Lisa Tully, Nitro Stitch on the boards. Um, With some of the team on the ABD Backstage Magic Trip this week, I was wondering if you could persuade Disney, if, if you could persuade Disney to create an ABD trip anywhere in the world, where would it be and what types of activities would you want included? Um, it is actually a, it's like an 11-part uh, email from Lisa, bless her heart. Um, Lisa was actually on one of the trips with us not too long ago. So if Adventures by Disney could create a trip anywhere in the world, where would you want it to be and what would you want it to include on the spot? Who wants to take it? Okay, first uh, up. Okay, no, actually, you're good. You're good. Okay. Give us your uh, your name, your board's name, and where you're from. Um, my board name's Deanne, and my real name's Deanne. Not very creative, but <laughs> I'm from Bakersfield, California. Um, I was just thinking with the new Shanghai park that's opening up, it'd be kind of cool to do um, an ABD trip to you know that part of Asia and do maybe like Shanghai, Hong Kong, and Tokyo Disney. I don't know. I just think that I'd like to visit those places eventually one day, so it'd be kind of cool to uh, possibly visit all three. Great idea. Great idea. I like I like the way you think. Hopefully people have the eight hundred thousand dollars a person it's gonna cost. But that's that's a great idea. What else? What else do you guys think you would you would like? Oh wait, Kathy's up. Hi, I'm Kathy Whirling. I'm safety mom on the boards. East Africa. So I could go back to the homeland? Yes, so I can go back and see where I lived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Route 66 across America. I think that'd be cool. Coast to coast. Route 66 across America. Come on up. Come on down. Come on down. Hey, I'm Mark Mullen, Big Moon Mullen on the board from St. Louis, Missouri. I like to do a combination Hawaiian with the cruise to bounce back and forth between the different islands and then also stay at the new Disney Hawaiian Alani uh, the new Alani resort. resort. So I, I think that would be cool. So you can you do a little three, four-day cruise and then 
hit the resort for another four or five days. Cool. So. Cool. I would I would do it. I would do it. Awesome. Put that on your game plan. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Anybody else? Anybody else? Has... What's that? Marla Helwig, a.k.a. Marla Helwig. I would love to do every one of them if I could afford it. There you go. Anything else? All right. What else does she have? Oh, you want to go back to- no, that's all right. That's all right. Kevin Welch asks, what is your favorite restaurant to watch Illuminations from? I have Mexico booked for August. We're hoping to have a nice evening of drinks, apps, and desserts. It's Kevin Welch from West, uh, Westford, Mass. Best restaurant to watch Illuminations from. Come on down. I can't come to you, unfortunately. I'm Beth Fayer, uh, a.k.a. BK Fayer, and we recently got a window seat at Tokyo Dining. Gorgeous spot to watch Illuminations, the best I've seen. Wow. Awesome. And how, how, but how was the food? Wonderful. Sushi. We had sushi. Oh. We like sushi. Okay. <laughs> cool. So if you're a sushi fan, it's a great place. Awesome. Thanks, Beth. What else? Best spot to watch? Let's, let's broaden it from just the best restaurant to watch Illuminations from to... Oh, has, first let me ask this. Has anybody watched Illuminations from the new uh, Mexico restaurant? Hi, I'm Robin Most. Um, Robin M1215 on the boards. And I've watched Illuminations from the New Mexican restaurant. It was a pretty good view if you get a seat right by the windows or even if you don't. It was, you know, as long as you get in that main room, it was pretty nice. How did you like the food? The food was good. A little overpriced, but so is everything. Gotcha. Great. Thank you, Robin. Now, expanding, let's just expand it out a little bit uh, from restaurants to just general locations around World Showcase. Everybody seems to have a favorite, a favorite place. Where they like to watch. Yeah, let's come on over here. Yikes. Hi, I'm Susan Zibby from Jackson, New Jersey. Susan was here on the boards. I like watching it by the Tangerine Cafe in Morocco. There's all nice benches there, and for some reason, no one really goes over there. So you sit there, you face the water, beautiful view, and it's real nice right there. Cool. Great. Thank you, Susan. Who else? Who else has a favorite spot? Well, okay, yeah, into the mic. Oh, Stephanie? I'm Stephanie. I don't have a Disboard name. I'm only eight years old. <laughs> um, my favorite spot to watch Illuminations is right near the Mexico Pavilion. You get a really great view there. Awesome. Do you watch it there all the time? Pretty much. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you very much, Stephanie. Awesome. Anybody else? All right. Why don't you load me up with another one? <laughs> Just the first two paragraphs are good. <laughs> okay. This comes to us from uh, Yuki in Toronto. Hi, everybody. Um, Yuki Phoenix on the boards, but you can just call me Yuki. Okay. Uh, I only started to listen to the podcast recently and definitely love the whole team dynamic. I especially love Teresa. Oh, that's why this got handed to me. (laughs) Team glitter, somebody just said. Um, 
I always listen to your podcast before I go to sleep at night. No, it's not because you guys put me to sleep. It's because listening to the podcast helps me clear my head of whatever bothered me during the day so I can happily think of Disney and just trip off to sleep. Not before pausing the show on my iPod, of course. I especially love Pete's intro and closing to the show. Not anything goes on in the middle, apparently. But uh, uh, as soon as I hear from the Bob Barley studio, I completely relax, and I always chime along to his and remember, stay out of the damn lakes before nodding off. That's a wonderful way to fall asleep, I think. I don't know how everybody not here listens to All right, well, Therese, okay, well, let's just finish reading this. Um, if you're wondering how I can listen to a show every night, I started listening to the much older podcasts and am working from there when there's no update. Oh, that's a little take. A little take from Yuki. Uh, also, I have a request. Can you guys put up a picture of the team on the notes page? I've been looking for pictures of you guys but haven't been able to find any. Oh, they're out there, Yuki. They're out there. We just hide them. We just hide them. But thanks very much for writing in. That's very sweet. I'm glad you enjoy the show. Uh, the fact that you uh, enjoy Teresa the most tells me a great deal about you. Um, but Teresa asks a good question. Uh, she, you know, she wants to know how everybody else listens to the show. Like, you know, do you have a specific place or way that you listen to the show? And be decent. Hi, I'm Kara Helwig. I do not have a Disboard's name and. I don't really listen to the show much, but whenever mom has it on, <laughs> whenever mom has it on the computer, I come down and listen to it, and I hear all you guys, and I'm just all like, "Wow, this is really epic!" But I you know, normally go back down the hall and go back to sleep. So it's really that epic that you leave and go go back to sleep. Well, I mean, if I'm working three times a day, I mean, I have to get sleep in some way. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, thank you. No problem. Hi, I'm Becky, and my Disboard's name is R. Christensen, and I'm from Wisconsin. And I, um, I'm a student, so I commute an hour twice a week, and that's when I listen to it because I have a really boring commute, and so it keeps me awake. It doesn't put me to sleep, so that's how I listen to it. Oh, that's good. Yes. We keep you alive then, because yes. if you fell asleep behind the wheel, you'd probably die. So, right, right. so I save your life every day. Exactly. Yeah, thank you very much. You're very welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Hi, I'm Bob Ryan, uh, a.k.a. Oilhead Bob on the boards from Northern Virginia. I like Becky. I listen to podcast commuting to work, and I do a lot of driving between Northern Virginia and Richmond, so that's a two-hour each way. So I, I try to load up on all the podcasts, and I can't remember the last time I had a ra- the radio on in my company vehicle. It's usually always podcasts or books on tape. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate that. Hi, my name is Melissa Kyler. I'm from Franklinville, New Jersey, and my disboard's name is The Kylers. And uh, I listen at work, actually. I have my, my iPod in all time, and uh, I laugh out loud <laughs> all the time, and everyone's like, why are you laughing? I'm like, oh, you have to hear something Pete said or one of the, the members. Right, what I said, yes. Yeah. I love what Pete says, so yeah, so that's what I do. I listen to you guys at work all the time. How many we got listen at work? Show of hands. One, two, three, four. You two don't count. How many at the gym? Not a hand went up. Oh, wait, we got two in the front. Two in the front. Three. Three at the gym. Um, doing, doing housework. 
These are the ones we hear. These, these are the ones we hear the most often. In the bathroom. <laughs> Come on, you're over there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. This comes from Doc O'Neill. Uh, Brian, uh, of the attractions that are most mostly duplicated between Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Hold on a second. Of the attractions. Of the attractions that are mostly duplicated between Disneyland and Walt Disney World, but are different in some way, which ones did you feel were better in each location? Which ones might be seen, see it at, uh, seen it at Walt Disney World? No, it's no different. Skip it at Disneyland. Um, okay, come on over. Deanne again here from Bakersfield, California. Um, I go to Disneyland quite a bit, so I can can probably answer this um at disneyland pirates is definitely better it's a lot longer um i think i actually timed our ride last time i think it's about 20 minutes long and i'm not sure how to it might be like i'm not sure how long it is in disney world but it's definitely not 20 minutes long although the queue uh, or you know some people might think the queue at disney world is better than the, the pirates at disneyland um the Haunted Mansion at Disney World, you guys have that extra scene with the, the stairs in the beginning, although our elevator at Disneyland actually goes down, <laughs> and um, you kind of like walk through a hallway before you get to the, the uh, Doom Buggy, so that's a little bit different. Um, small World, yeah, definitely Small World. We have the, at Disneyland a nice, it's outside, it's huge, um, but pretty much I think inside it's the same. Um, that's about all I can think of at the moment. Um, oh, actually, you know, Splash Mountain, Space Mountain. People say Space Mountain and Disneyland is better, but I don't know. I'm not sure about the difference. I just know the ride vehicles are different there, you know, between the two. But um, And a lot of people that I've read on the boards like Splash Mountain better at Disney World. Um, I don't really have a preference as far as Splash Mountain, so that's about it. All right. Thank you very much. Hello, Stephanie. This is Stephanie again. Um... I have to say that the It's a Small World in Disneyland is better than the one in Disney World because it has all the Disney characters in it, and at Christmas time, it's so awesome. That's true. You're absolutely right, and I agree. I think it is better. I, I also like the fact that there's the outdoor yeah, portion that's sweet. when you get on and the way the boats go. I just think, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you. Thank you for that, Stephanie. Um, hi, I'm Ben from Canada. Um, a. <laughs> yeah, A. So I'm... the My favorite ride is uh, Disneyland's Buzz Lightyear because uh, the Buzz Lightyear, you can actually move around the guns and you're not limited to where you're pointing them. Whereas in Disney World, you're kind of like detached. You can't really turn it much. That's, that's a good point. And it's also, I think the layout is better. Just yeah. like the layout of the ride itself. Is yeah. better, I agree. I, I tend to, where, where there are duplicate rides, I don't know, other people may disagree with me, where there are duplicate rides in Disneyland and Disney World, I tend to find the Disneyland version is better. Um, do we have, uh, if somebody disagrees with that, I'd really like to hear from them. No, I just, uh, this is uh, Joe from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, not a disagreement there. I'd say the Phantasmic. In Disneyland, oh. it's just far and away better. They, I mean, it, it was there first and just far surpasses Hollywood Studios with the animatronic dragon 
and the two uh, eels from Little Mermaid they have there too. After seeing Fantasmic, you know, I, I saw Fantasmic first. I saw Fantasmic first in um, Disney, Disney World and then saw it in Disneyland. And after I saw it in Disneyland, I was embarrassed for Orlando. Embarrassed. It's just, it's, it's just, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, I don't know. It's just, it's a worse show. No, they don't have the Mark Twain. They don't have the Rivers of America. They don't. It's just, it's a whole different experience. So I absolutely agree. But does anybody think? Does anybody have a favorite? Uh, is there a duplicate attraction in both places? Will you prefer the one in Orlando? Oh, in Orlando, no. Will you prefer it in Orlando? That's what I'm interested in. Anybody? Oh, big thunder. Oh, but I have. I know. Uh, it's Joe again still. I think Big Thunder, for whatever reason, is better uh, in Disney World. Is it longer? Maybe. I don't know. I did it first. I was like a little five-year-old, so I think I just have that memory of loading on, like going in, inside underneath that, underneath the stairs. And I like I prefer the indoor load, I guess, more than being outside and everything. So, Big Thunder. Okay. I have one for California, if that would work. Um, what, 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 yeah, what we want is if there's a duplicate. Yeah, if there's a duplicate between the two parks, if there's one in Orlando that you think is better. I think the castle at Disney World is better. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's bigger at least. Prettier. It's prettier. I'm sorry. It is. It's prettier. Melissa, again, um, how about Tower of Terror? The fact that you can go through and see the ghost part of it. Yeah. In, uh, see, I haven't done it out here. I haven't done Tower of Terror out here, embarrassingly enough. Yeah. It's better in Orlando? Yeah. I, I think so. You get to go through and you kind of go forward and see, like, the um, ghostly apparitions, I guess. So, yeah. All right, so we have some agreement there. All right, let's uh, take our next one. From uh, from Andrea Thomas, uh, I put this on Facebook. But what is your most memorable Disney moment? You can even let us know which Disneyland memory is your favorite, since everyone will have been there. Well, obviously, not everyone has been there yet. We're driving there for many, how many first timers on the bus? A lot of hands, a lot of hands. Uh, first time in Disneyland, so. Um, most memorable Disney moment. Is there a particular moment that you guys have? Just come on up. Um, is there a particular moment you have that... Uh, well, it's, it can be any Disney moment. Okay. This is Mark Mullen again, Big Moon Mullen. Uh, my favorite moment was the first time I was down there in about the year 2001 with my nieces. And we were watching Fantasmic. And when the Mickey's getting chased by the dragon... I mean, one niece stood up, and she's about four or five at the time, and goes, run, Mickey, run, run, Mickey, run. And it was so real to her that it, I, could, I could see it through her eyes, and the chills just went up my spine, and I just still remember that moment. And the second favorite is walking down Main Street the first time and seeing the castle. And here's a 45-year-old guy walking down Main Street the first time, and you're getting chills up your spine. You go, this is the right place. I'm happy here. So those are my two favorite moments, but my niece's was, was my most favorite. Awesome. Awesome moment. Great. Thank you, Mark. Marla again. My aunt lived next, 10 minutes from Disneyland, and so as I was growing up, 
her and I would go to Disneyland every summer. She was my Disney nut friend. And I can remember us sitting on the curb waiting for the electrical light parade to come by eating popcorn. That's cool. We started doing it about 1964. Wow. Long history there. Who, who else? Who else? Favorite Disney moment? You're media trained. You can talk. I'm Nancy Ryan, don't have a disboard name. Uh, we're from Northern Virginia. My favorite moment is uh, taking my mother, my 80 year old mother, to Disney World at Christmas time, seeing the Osborne family lights, and just walking, seeing her walk down the street when it started snowing. It, it was an awesome moment. Yep, yep, that's great. Hi, Kerrigan. Um, I think my favorite one was when I was a lot littler, we did a pirate adventure where we had to go through and find Captain Hook's flag and do a whole big scavenger hunt all through the Magic Kingdom, and it was really cool. And when we got to the end of it, I got to ride a It's a Small World with Aladdin when I was little. And they skipped through Fantasyland. Yeah, and we, we skipped through Fantasyland. We had to do all this funny stuff, and it was it was cool. And you got to do it with Aladdin. We got to ride It's a Small World with Aladdin, which made it a little better. Aw, <laughs> uh, that's cute. That's cute. Hold on, we got somebody here. It's Melissa again. I'm hogging the mic, sorry. But <laughs> just like Kara, um, it was Christmas time, and we, um, just my son and I decided to ride uh, Aladdin's Magic Carpet Ride, and Jeannie got in the back with us and rode on the ride with us. That was the most exciting moment. That's cool. Michael, Michael, our, our guide. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, okay, well, Michael, I'm the Adventures by Disney guide. One of them, Dean's in the back somewhere, I think. Um, he's, 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 hang, he's hanging out talking with the kids. That's what we'll say. Um, one of my favorite moments, actually, it made me think about it. Cause I'm like, I don't know what I have. I've been with the company 15 years, so it was kind of what would be my magical moment. But... One of them would have to be being able to bring my grandparents back to California Adventure after they hadn't been there in 25 years. So they'd been at Disneyland in 25 years. I brought them to California Adventure, and it was the year that the electrical parade returned to California. And my grandfather was uh, much older now at that point. He was 85. And we got him a wheelchair, and I was able to get him viewing, seating along the parade route. And one of the whirly bugs, if you know what the whirly bugs, those little bumblebees, comes up to him and is like talking to him. He's going up and down. My grandfather kind of reached out and just kind of tapped his little snout of the bumblebee. And then the bee starts turning like crazy. And it was fun to watch an 85-year-old man just kind of like, kind of light up and kind of have this look on his face. And it was, it was nice because when I, was, when I was little, they used to take us all the time. So I just lost him two years ago. So this, it's, kind of, it's kind of a nice memory I thought about. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that was a really good memory. That was it. Awesome. Awesome. Hi, I'm Tammy Cermak. I'm caught on the boards, and I'm from Texas. <laughs> um, our very first trip to Disney World was in 1997, and we were watching, we went to the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, and so we're sitting on the curb like everybody else, and I have these antlers. They're antlers with ears on them, and 
the reindeer that dance in the parades, one of them came over, shook my antlers, put his hands on his hips, and did this. And that just made worlds of magic for me. And that same trip was my husband's 40th birthday. And this is a big, serious man. And he took my son on the uh, cars. I don't remember the name of the ride now. Tomorrowland. Speedway. Speedway. That's it. And I've got the greatest picture of Chris at three and a half driving the car and Chuck with his hands in the air. (laughs) And some people who know him will know that's kind of weird. But, again, that was like the most magical trip for us. And it just keeps going because we go every year. Can't help it. Awesome. Thank you, Tammy. It's it's funny how... um Sometimes the seemingly the smallest little details. Um, whenever I get asked this question, um, the one the, the memory that comes back to me um, was uh, the first time I brought my parents to Disney World. We were living still living in New Jersey. John and I were still living in New Jersey, and um, walking into Epcot was the first time I had ever seen my parents walk hand in hand. And so, you know, and, and it was so, it was so odd. It was so odd at points. I'm like looking, going, like, why? Because my first reaction, honestly, was, why is she holding his hand? Is it like, going to fall over? Is, you know. And then I realized, oh, my God, they're, like, having a good time. And they're, like, holding hands. And I have never, ever been able to get that, that image out of my head. And so, you know, it, it's, but it's funny that, you know, for all the planning we do and all the money we spend and all the time and effort that goes into our trips, especially groups like this, I mean, we're, you know, we're crazy planning people, that it is sometimes just those simple moments, those little things that, you know, stay with us forever, things that we could never buy, things we could never uh, fabricate or manufacture. It's, you know, so... Wow, I think that's cool. Oh, Lord, she's crying. Uh, we actually, uh, Walter, where is Walter? Oh, there he is. Walter, uh, Walter timed going, well, we, went, we went into the Disney archives. He started the countdown timer on his, uh, his iPod, or his, his uh, iPhone, to see how long it was going to take for... Uh, Teresa to start crying. 19.1 seconds. <laughs> I had my eyes shut when we first came in, so that's why it took so long. I think. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, Walter, do you have a, a, fa- a favorite Disney moment? Leaving the park. <laughs> Nothing's coming to mind right off hand. I'll get back to you. Okay. <laughs> okay, this comes from Amy Smith, uh, ADSRTW on the boards. Uh, if you had an unlimited budget and a team of Imagineers to assist, what ride, attraction, restaurant, 
would you create, and which resort park would it be located? We are hunkering down in southern Indiana. Thanks, Amy Smith. So, unlimited budget and a team of Imagineers. Well, what would you do? Um, this is Ben again. A. A. <laughs> and uh, I'd say a Tron ride in Tomorrowland. Um, it'd be cool, kind of go into the grid, follow Tron around, go on light bikes, cool stuff like that. Very good, very good idea. Hi, this is Yvette from the Netherlands, and the rest you know. Um, I would don't need very much money. I would get like Animagique from the Disney Studios from Disneyland Paris to Orlando and to Disneyland, or maybe California Adventure, but Animagique. And that's is that a parade or? No, it's a stage show with Mickey and Donald, and it's in it, it's a dark stage show. And they work with black, uh, black, uh, no black light, mm-hmm. so it, it's re- really cool. You just have to; see. it's almost impossible to explain. The music is good. The um, uh, the show is good. There are children uh, singing at the end. It's 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 really Disney. So that needs to come to Disney World and every other Disney park there is. So Animagic in uh, Disneyland Paris. Okay. Hi, Stephanie. This is Stephanie again. Um, I would make a, a ride based on, on the movie Tangled in Fantasyland, and you would kind of just ride around on Rapunzel's hair. Oh, that's a really good idea. Little Imagineer in the offing over here. Great idea. Thank you. You're welcome. Very good. Very good. I'm telling you, we gotta we gotta give you a prize for that one. We'll come up with something. We'll give you a prize for that one. What? Uh, who else? Who else has uh, unlimited budget? Unlimited budget and access to Imagineers. This is Mark again. I would open a fifth gate, and I would yeah. I would make it where it's with the villains. And tie it in with the new uh, characters that they got, that they bought up from uh, was Universal Marvel. Marvel. So you could tie it in with that, and that way you can eliminate, spread the crowd out. Is because they're trying to get more and more people out. They got to be able to spread the crowd out. And you go with a lot of throw rides there, dealing with the villains, and they have villain castles. Uh, so you go a little bit on the darker side still, yet have the good guys win in the in the end well they had talked about uh opening you know there was a rumor going around before 9-11 um i think it was like 99 2000 that they were going to open a villains theme park as a fifth gate but after uh i don't i don't know if that was ever true i mean no announcement had ever been made we were hearing a lot about it but it never, it never came, you know, obviously never came to fruition. But I agree. I think a Villains theme park would be awesome. You could have a Villains uh, Deluxe Hotel, too, and do a DVC off of that. It could just tie into a, just a whole new area. And they have the room. I mean, they do have the room to do it. It's not like, you know, uh, Walt Disney World. You know, it's, it's a different story in Disneyland. I mean, they've pretty much maxed out, for the most part, the amount of room they have to, to expand. But Disney World, we still have... 
We still have room. Great idea. Love it. Anybody else? Hi, this is Becky. Um, I'm Stephanie's mom. So I'm sitting next to her and I'm thinking about this. And she always wants me to go to children's museums all the time. And I'm bored out of my mind there. But there should be something for the toddlers and the five-year-olds, like a place with enough benches for the parents to sit down and let them run around and have tinker toys and stuff, kind of like the toys area, you know, with all the characters for the little kids that they can run. They have little areas to play in, like playgrounds, but like a whole separate land just for them with benches that the parents can sit on. (laughs) She's stressing the benches. Yeah, so I don't... and, and, And it's like locked off too, so the kids can't run out. And then I can sit down and the kids can do something while we're doing that. So not just a little play area, but something like that. Great, great idea. Kind of like a kitty park in Yeah, kitty park, yeah. Cool, cool. Thank you, everybody. Okay, coming from Ann Dunnington in Columbus, Ohio. Hi, everyone. What are your strategies in regards to going to Walt Disney World in the summer months with someone that has a heart condition? My in-laws are going to the world in June, and my mother-in-law has to be very careful not to let her heart rate rise, because the medication she is on prevents it easily coming back to, from easily coming back down to normal. She's a bit nervous about the trip, but excited just the same. They'll be staying at the Swan with a rental car for five nights. Thank you for any advice I, I can share with her to help her enjoy the trip. Um, okay, I mean, from my perspective... June, heart condition, can't raise your heart rate. Florida, not a good combination. Not a good combination. I would move that trip to January, um, personally. Uh, so, let, let, But let's hear what the suggestions are. You've had here again. Um, I would suggest if you really need to go in June, uh, rent an ECV, uh, keep high on fluids, so lots of lots of water. Um, walk as less as possible and take the afternoon naps just go to the parks early be there early and then around 11 go back to the hotel relax there 3 o'clock go back to the parks that would be my suggestions to keep it low and I would also rent that ECV outside the parks so that you have it with you everywhere Yeah. Um, because the ECVs you rent in the parks you can't obviously bring back to the hotels but if you rent one there's a ton of companies uh, I think, uh, what is it, Walker Medical um, is one of them. Um, is, uh, you know, there's a few popular ones that a lot of people on the boards like to use. Uh, rent from them. Uh, they'll have it at the hotel waiting for you. And, and it's also a lot cheaper than renting them through Disney. And this way you've got it, you've got it with you. Um, hi, this is Ben again, A. I've learned. Um, so if you have to go in June... Go ahead. Uh, as Pete said, uh, try to order a wheelchair or scooter. And uh, another thing is try to walk through the stores as much as you can. Um, stay in the tr- air conditioning. Yeah, stay in the air conditioning. Uh, go on the slower rides in between the, uh, if you want to go on roller coasters, but I'd say avoid them. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, definitely. You've got a heart condition, no roller coasters, yeah. <laughs> unless, uh, unless you want a gun. Marla here. Stop at one of the guest services at the four theme parks and ask for a GAC certificate. Guest assistance card. That's right. Yeah, that's a good idea. The guest assistance card. But now, 
you have do you have to show doctors all you have to say is I have this problem I have problem A problem B and they mark the box of that you can't stand out in the sun you have to you can't get out of your wheelchair to load or you have to keep your wheelchair in the queue and you just the cast members at the front of the line as you enter an exhibit exhibition experience they'll see what you need and then they'll point you in the right direction okay but i would get that card first but you cannot get it at the hotel you have to get it in the parks <laughs> okay thanks um it's Yvette about the uh, get cards um it's at the guest relations you go in they are uh, not allowed by law to ask for a doctor's uh, certificate so um, I'm visually impaired I always get my card I can sit up front at stage shows so I can really see faces instead of just there's something up there far far away and just show your card at every entrance and they, the cast member there will tell you where you need to go to or what kind of special arrangements they can make for you okay anybody else any suggestions okay. um Bob Ryan again. Um, one is most important. I think everybody's talked about the, the obvious things. You want to get a wheelchair if you if you're going to come down if you're flying, get a rental car so that you can put it move around better. But the biggest thing I think is to manage expectations. Even you know, there's a lot to do and a lot to see. But if you got someone who has issues like that, you're not going to be able to go at the breakneck pace everyone else. So don't let that ruin the vacation by trying to get do too much with. Enjoy the little things. Enjoy the details. Cherish the downtimes. Great idea. Great idea. Thank you. Okay, this next one comes from Jason Wormers, uh, WI Disney fan on the boards. I'm a longtime listener and a bit of a lurker on the boards. Uh, This summer we will once again be returning to Walt Disney World, but unlike past trips this year, we will have a car We are DVC members and make full use of the kitchen and the room. For past trips, we have used Garden Grocer to deliver food, but this time we plan on doing the shopping ourselves and save a little money, while at the same time getting exactly what we want. Can you suggest a good resource of places or good places for grocery shopping that are close to Disney property? We will be buying pretty standard items, uh, but would like it if the store had a nice fruits and produce selection. Thanks in advance for the help. Um, the Publix on uh, w- corner of 535 and 192 is uh, probably the closest, best place that I can think of. Um, there is uh, there is a Win Dixie on 535 as well, um, and a lot of people hear Win Dixie and they're like, "Ew, Win Dixie," but that is actually that's a flagship store. Uh, for the chain, and so they've got a lot of senior management work in that store. I know my brother-in-law is a manager there, um, and they actually keep that store really, really nice. It's a really nice Winn-Dixie. Um, the one place we can tell you, I can tell you to avoid, like the plague, is Goodings at the crossroads. Um, it is awful. It is absolutely awful. Goodings used to be really high-end. Um, and it's gone downhill. It's gone downhill a lot in recent years. Um, do you have one, Ben? Um, I'd say uh, Super Target or Walgreens. I don't know the addresses, but... Yeah, but I like Walgreens. Uh, if you, if Walmart, you mean? 
No, Walgreens. Walgreens doesn't have groceries. But yeah, but like if you need medicines or something, like oh. Tums or they have their they have their own uh, brands of medicines um, with certain ingredients. Like some people can't uh, take the uh, cold medicines because they're meds, but uh, they have their own brand with uh, many different cold medicines that they can take. So, all right. Anybody else? No. Okay. This coming from Lori, mom to K and K on the boards. This question is mostly for Teresa and Kathy. Well, what a surprise. As first-timers on this ABD, what has touched you the most on your West Coast trip so far? And what are you most looking forward to? Of course, as someone who cries at commercials and greeting cards, I'd also like to know how many tissues have you been through so far. Have fun on the rest of your adventure, Lori. Well, before we go to Kathy and, and Teresa on that, um, let's go to you guys. Uh, what has, uh, so far on this trip, we're about at the halfway point. Uh, what has, uh, you know, what have you liked? What has touched you? Uh, hi, Kerrigan. Just being able to go behind the scenes of the studios and everything to see where actually all the magic really has come from. And I really didn't know much about this trip when I was all like, oh my gosh, we're going to go to Hollywood. Yay! But just the fact that it's been really educational, but also fun as well for everybody. And the tour guides are great. I highly recommend Dean and Michael. But it's just been really educational and fun and epic. An epic adventure. Awesome. Hi, it's Susan again. Besides the touching um, experience at In-N-Out Burger... Um, I really liked just hanging out with people that are so into Disney. You know, you have so much to talk about, and there's other people that feel the same way. You know, sometimes at home or at work, people don't understand. Why are you going to Disney again? You've been there before. So here, you're really with so many people that feel the same way and are into the same things and crying at the same silly moments. So to me, that's been the most important thing and touching thing is just sharing with other people, making new friends like Louise, who's up next. Hold on. I'm Louise Mullen. Um, Mrs. Big Moon, been dubbed by Pete. Otherwise, I do not have a a name on the boards. We, Mark and I are from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, and as Mark says, that there's times we get a chance in our prowlings on to Disneyland, Disney World, that we get a chance to see things through the eyes of a child. And this trip, we have Stephanie, and my husband intends to take a few rides with Stephanie. We have never had a chance to have kids, so this is kind of fun to be able to take time and meet new friends here on the bus on our ADB trip, ABD, <laughs> ADB trip, and... Um, so we can't wait to start having some fun with Stephanie and some of the teenagers we have on the group here. So it's been very fun thus far. And that's basically it. Thank you. That's great. Now, I would actually, uh, uh, I, I agree, you know, having, having the youngins, as I call them, uh, on the trip is really cool. Is really cool. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. But I'm being told that we are just minutes away. From Disneyland. So that is that is going to do it for this episode. Oops. 
That is going to do it for this episode of the Diz Unplugged. Why do I keep losing that mic? Okay, there we go. Three, two, one. So that is going to do it for this episode of the Diz Unplugged. We hope you enjoyed this rather unorthodox, impromptu email show. Thanks, everybody, on the bus, not only for being here, not only for being here, but also for uh, helping us out with, uh, with the show. We appreciate it. And we will see you again next time with the next edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. <laughs>